The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show. How are you today? I'll tell you what. I want to thank you again. You, I have such great listeners. You are constantly promoting this show forward. And I know if I didn't have all of you, that wouldn't be happening. So, you know, once again, Americans with Disabilities saying we count, quality of life counts, employment counts. And that is why we have as our guest today the wonderful, the great Andy Imperato, who is the president and CEO of the American Association of People with Disabilities and one of my absolutely favorite groups, Jan, with Tracy Saab, who is the project manager. And AAPD and Jan have partnered together with several other people uh, but they are two of the lead partners on a project funded by the Office of Disability Employment Policy. And they are here today to talk about the Campaign for Disability Employment. Andy and Tracy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Joyce. Thanks, Joyce. Great to be here. Well, you know what? Let's start so that our listeners know what we're talking about here. Let's start with this campaign. For disability employment, how did this all come? To, how, how did it come to be? How how did this whole idea start? And Tracy, we'll start with you. Okay, great. How did it uh, first happen? Uh, thanks for this opportunity, Joyce. We appreciate getting the word out about the campaign. Um, well, it essentially, started is it's a and just to tell you a little bit about what it is. It's the campaign is a national initiative that is funded by the Office of Disability Employment Policy through the U.S. Department of Labor, and it's designed to eliminate barriers and increase the employment of people with disabilities. Uh, essentially, the campaign or was established in, in late 2008 through the vision of ODEP to bring several nonprofit organizations to the table to address disability and employment issues, um, and to do that from diverse perspectives, um, coming from nonprofit organizations and the different groups that are involved in this project, they reach various constituencies. And the campaign, it was developed out of this collaborative effort between various organizations. Um, there were four founding organizations to start with in our first year, um, including the American Association of People with Disabilities, um, who Andy is representing here today, the National Business and Disability Council, the project out of New York, um, and Special Olympics, and the U.S. Business Leadership Network. They were the founding organizations um, in this campaign. And then fortunately, in this uh, second year of the campaign, we were able to bring on uh, a few new partners to the effort to diversify the, the different sort of perspectives that we're dealing with from the disability standpoint. Um, and those partners include the National Council of La Raza, the National Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce, and the Society for Human Resource Management. 
Um, your listeners will, will note the diverse mix of, of disability and business organizations and different cultures. Um, it's really important that we look at disability and implement from all different angles because we know it, it doesn't discriminate, touches everyone at some point in their life. Uh, and then additionally, the Job Accommodation Network um, complements the campaign's mission by providing perspectives on reasonable accommodation. Um, the project is, is supported by the Disability Policy Research at West Virginia University. But, you know, you know, these different organizations came together and they joined to develop strategies to improve the employment landscape to include more people with disabilities. And we all know that, that people with disabilities, they can and they do add value to America's workplaces. But, you know, still, even as far as we've come at this point, um, we know that myths and stereotypes and attitudinal barriers exist that continue to impact employment opportunities for qualified people with disabilities. And so the, you know, the partners in the campaign came together around the common belief, the idea that at work it's really what people can do that matters. Um, so it's with this foundation that the campaign developed the What Can You Do public education effort. Um, which really focuses on ability and, you know, working with the various partners, we all, you know, agree that that's what it's about. Um, that what can you do effort, it, it conveys the message of ability, um, that that's what's most important, that what people can do. And uh, the, the campaign is, is working to raise awareness and change attitudes using this message in order to reinforce that people with disabilities, they want to work, that their talents and their abilities that possibly impact businesses, both financially and organizationally. So it was a, a great vision that, that developed. It brought these groups together, and, and now we're, we're leaping forward with the messaging. Well, that is outstanding. Now, uh, Andy, your opinion, you know, how is this different? What is this going to accomplish? Well, you know, I think part of it, Joyce, was the vision that Neil Romano had when he was the Assistant Secretary and that Kathy Martinez has continued and kind of diversified the way that Tracy said. Part of this is just getting all these different groups to work together around a common project. So when when the founding groups first came together, you know, we knew that we wanted to kind of deliver a message around disability and employment to multiple audiences and I think the cross-pollination of the different groups, we came up with a message that resonated with a lot of different audiences. And I'm very proud of the public service announcement video that we produced, which um, includes uh, a number of folks with different types of disabilities, different ages, different racial ethnic groups, different genders. And I think the the message overall is a powerful message about how um, you know, work is good for people with disabilities, and there are opportunities that employers can take advantage of by reaching out to this community. Well, you know what? That reminds me of someone. This reminds me of Justin Dart, which, by the way, Yoshiko Dart, I'm always thinking of you, Yoshiko, and how awesome you are. What made me think of uh, Justin and Andy I know he was one of your mentors and you knew him very well, is he was all about bringing people together. He, he seemed like he had the ability to bring people together from different disability groups as I don't remember anyone else being able to do. Wouldn't you agree with that? Well, I would, and let's not forget that Justin was the chair of the President's Committee on Employment of People with Disabilities 
um, which was the predecessor of the Office of Disability Employment Policy. So I think Justin's vision for why employment was an important thing and good for people with disabilities and why it was important for different organizations to get behind it, I think this campaign is very consistent with that vision. Yes, and I mean, he was also good getting different groups that didn't agree together. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. He had that unbelievable ability, Justin. And I think probably that's because he was just Justin. I mean, he was just <laughs> such an unbelievable person. So, um, yeah, he was, he was definitely right on about employment. Um, and I always tell Yoshiko he's still up there helping us out somehow as we move forward. Well, <laughs> hey, Tracy, how about if we describe this video, the Meet Sue video, and also you can tell everyone how it was selected uh, and, and even a little bit about this Blake Watson sure. and how, our, how people listening to the show can go watch that video. Okay, that sounds great. Um, you know, uh, Joyce, you mentioned the Meet Sue video, which was actually, um, we have two, two video PSAs, sort of, that, that the campaign is sort of pushing out there. One of those is, of course, the Meet Sue video. Um, you know, as a way of furthering the thinking of um, not making assumptions about people with disabilities and their abilities, um, we, and also to launch the, and celebrate the launch of the What Can You Do effort in 2009, the campaign held a national online video contest where we actually asked uh, aspiring filmmakers to produce their own 60-second video in support of the What Can You Do effort. And this competition, it was sponsored by Best Buy, which is an employer that includes and values uh, employees with all types of uh, talents and abilities. They provided a, a $1,500 retail gift card to the overall contest winner. But the CD, what we did is we asked for creative, fun, compelling videos of all genres um, that would illustrate positive images of people with disabilities at work. And also the idea was to help viewers sort of rethink their assumptions about people with disabilities in employment. Well, the result was, um, it was, it was incredible actually. We, we didn't know what to expect and we're excited to find that we received um, nearly 130 videos from people all over the country um, who um, were looking to be aspiring filmmakers. And there was some steep competition. Um, we had videos from people of all ages, skills, backgrounds, disabilities. Uh, we narrowed it down to 10 finalists that were selected and judged by a full panel of campaign partners that were seeking um, basically a video that would reflect the spirit of the campaign. And so um, produced by Blake Watson of Byron, Mississippi, Meet Sue really quickly emerged as the overall winner. And once you all view it, you'll know why immediately. Uh, Meet Sue, it's a video that demonstrates what it would be like to maybe have your many characteristics noticed before your disability. So using only white text on a black screen and some uplifting piano music, um, Blake actually sort of unveils a story about Sue. Um, Sue, and, and he sort of describes Sue in a number of ways. Um, Sue is an employee, a manager, a mentor. Um, Sue is smart, funny, maybe a wife, a mother, a person with dreams. But ultimately, Sue's a person. Um, he developed the video using only text with the idea that almost no stereotypes could actually be made about Sue um, based on, you know, certain attributes that you would see. Um, Sue basically would only be um, made to be who, who Blake would make her through his words, and um, basically those attributes and characteristics would only be revealed through his words, um, leaving little room for judgment, basically. 
Um, Blake Watson is uh, he's someone who's an aspiring uh, web designer. He's someone who has a, an undergraduate degree and a master's degree, both from Mississippi State University. He is also a person with a disability. And um, his innovative Meet Sue video, it, it really truly reflects the spirit of the campaign. And it also showcases Blake's talents and abilities. Um, and everyone can view the Meet Sue video, it, which is inherently captioned, by the way, that it was designed. But it's also audio described. And you can visit the campaign website at whatcanyoudocampaign.org and go to the media room at the website to view that Meet Sue video, as well as the ICANN public service announcement. Could you repeat that one more time, the website? Absolutely. It's whatcanyoudocampaign.org. Whatcanyoudocampaign.org. Go check it out. But right now we're going to get ready to go to break, and we'll be back with Andy Imperato and Tracy Saab. If you just joined us today, we are talking about the Campaign for Disability Employment Funded by the Office of Disability Employment Policy. And hey, you know, employment. We're all about employment. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Andy and Tracy. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Get ready for a show that breaks ground on the subject of women in motorsports and what it takes to dream, believe, achieve. Gas and Go with Alio is all about the movement that is happening lightning fast in women's racing. You'll get a wide array of perspectives from the drivers to the fans, as well as what it takes to be a role model in a male-dominated sport. Join your host, professional driver Allie Owens, for Gas and Go with Alio Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on the Power Up Motorsports Channel. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific right here on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than three million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. 
Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to a great show with Andy Imperato, CEO of the American Association of People with Disabilities, and Tracy Saab, the project manager for, well, with Jan, the project manager of the Campaign for Disability Employment. And one thing, Andy, I want to talk to you about something for a minute, um, but before we even get into that, I know we had a question. Here we go. Question on Twitter is, uh, this is great. A question that I have is, it, has this been shown on television very often? Uh, I can address that, Joyce, if you'd like. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, the 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 if I'm not sure if they're referring to the Mitsu video or the ICANN PSA. The Mitsu video has not been shown on television. It is something that um, was available. Uh, you know, it was it was uh, through the contest, and we have it available on the website, and we're pushing it out through other avenues, but not on television. The ICANN PSA, which um, we were going to talk more about, but I can tell you more about that now, is the flagship PSA for the. Can- is a public service announcement that is designed to um, to highlight several people. There are seven people with disabilities throughout the video, showing what they can do on the job when given the opportunity. And it is something that has been nationally distributed at this point. Um, and it is again, it's a public service announcement. So we're looking for earned media time. But as of this point, it is something that has been um, aired either in radio and television. Uh, currently, our current numbers show that it's been. Um, nearly 11,000 um, airings throughout the country. So, yes, that is something that's on TV. We're, we're hoping to see that get out there even more. Um, uh, that's great. And we have a caller right now. I think we have Laura. Are you on the line, Laura? I am. I'm muting my microphone so I don't get feedback. Hello. Hello, Laura. Laura Dawson from North Carolina. Go ahead, Laura. I'm delighted to be on the call today, and I just got the email that uh, you people from uh, whatcanyoudocampaign.org were going to be on, and I wanted to let you know I just finished yesterday putting your link and your um, the montage video that you were just speaking of on my Facebook and also on my LinkedIn business profile. Excellent. So Thank you. delighted to include you. In fact, I actually had to call and ask for help <laughs> to get it done, <laughs> to download it because I was also sharing it with my job coach who does a lot of work with people that can benefit from it. So I've done a little bit of cycling for you. So Great. I'm looking forward to seeing it work better for all of us. So, hey, Laura, what, what do you do, Laura? Um, I'm an acupuncturist. I'm licensed and skilled, and I'm a specialist in nutritional education programs. Well, you know uh, what? I think that is so awesome that you I did that. I love what I do. It's great fun. In fact, I go to, out to audiences in public uh, employment areas, and I have I hand out a mirror to each one of the members of the audience, and I teach them how to look at their tongue, make assessments based on what they see on their tongue about what foods to choose that will improve their health and well-being. And it works really well. It's a lot of fun. Well, I think it's awesome that you put this information on your Facebook. Oh, well, it was my delight to do that. I'm glad to support those those organizations that continue to move forward and support people like myself that are highly skilled and fully capable of 
providing a viable portion of what the community needs to move forward. So I'm delighted. Well, I'm so glad you did that. Andy, did you want to make a comment? No, I just think it's great. As, as Joyce knows, um, my organization, the American Association of People with Disabilities, has gotten a lot more involved in Facebook and Twitter just in the last year, and I've definitely become a believer in the power of using those social networking tools. So I appreciate that you're on there and you're helping to promote the campaign on LinkedIn and on Facebook. Great. Me too. And you know what? Keep doing it because my friend Greg Rumberg from NBC, from the TV show Heroes, his son Jake is living with epilepsy. And as my listeners know, I'm living with epilepsy and a hearing loss. And we have a campaign. It's called Talk About It. Meaning, you got to get out there and talk about these things. That's why I think it's so great what you did. So, uh, hey, Laura, keep up the good work you're doing, and thanks for calling in. My pleasure. You have a great day. Thank you for making this possible, Joyce. Have a great no day. No problem. Thank you. Bye. Um, Andy, what I wanted to talk to you about <clears throat> for a minute is in the book, The Cinema of Isolation, Marin Norton talks about how for many, many decades, People with disabilities have been isolated in the cinema. And that prior to the 60s and 70s, um, and here's a quote, almost assuredly this meant social, educational, and occupational isolation. Here we are this year, as you know, celebrating the signing of the 20th anniversary of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Uh, in your opinion, in the media, what progress do you think we have made, um, and can campaigns like this, getting it out, somehow make a difference in perception? Well, you know, I mean, I think if we look back over the last 20 years, we are making progress in terms of people with disabilities kind of having important roles in the media. You know, I think of Josh Blue winning the last comic standing competition. Josh is a phenomenal comedian with cerebral palsy. That was a high-profile you know, public competition that he won as a person with a significant disability, and I think it helped kind of open people's minds and change attitudes around disability just through his personal example. Um, we've seen that with contestants on American Idol. We've seen it in shows like Glee where they have an actress with Down syndrome who's, uh, you know, featured prominently on the show. Um, so, I mean, I think all of that helps. I think PSAs can also play a valuable role. If you think about it, Joyce, a lot of the PSAs that we've seen over the years related to disability tend to have a public health message. You know, it's, it's, they're talking about a specific type of disability and they're telling people to, to get treatment or, or to have a, you know, to take care of themselves basically. So to deliver a message that's more about disability as a part of human diversity and talking about a business opportunity, an equal opportunity message, it's not the typical message that we see in PSA. So to me, having campaigns like this, delivering a message like this on television is very helpful. Oh, well, I think it is too because, you know, the more you see, the more, you know, change does occur, although... I believe we're never going to change the employment part until, of course, we have people working side-by-side side with you that you can see in the workplace. But, you know, everything that can help is so absolutely critically 
important. And I really am, I am a big believer that, you know, we all need to work together because this is such an enormous problem. How can we have the 20th anniversary? And it is such a great act. It is. I mean, I'm so thankful for the ADA. It's so appreciative of the work of people like Tony Quello and, and Justin Dart and uh, Orrin Hatch and uh, Senator Harkin and uh, Lowell Weicker and, oh, my goodness, everyone. There's so many people that were involved. I'll never remember all of them. But, of course, and former President George Bush, who signed the ADA, that, you know, gave us freedom in this country. But here we are with that last frontier of employment, and we're still not there. And, Tracy, that is our next question here for you from Twitter, and it's from a Nancy, and the question is, um, for either one of you, my question is, why is it, in your opinion, why the heck do we still need to have ads about hiring people with disabilities when we are so far ahead in other areas like technology, assistive technology, uh, various components, but like, why would we have to have an ad about hiring us? What makes us so different? Well, you know, what I can say is that you know, even though we are so far ahead, we're just still not there yet. Um, there continue to be, um, you know, misconceptions about, you know, what people with disabilities can do. Um, and I think that that still there are employers out there that are reticent to hire individuals with disabilities because they're not giving them the opportunity to, to show us what they can do. Um, and additionally, I think for some of them, maybe they, they don't have the right resources yet to, so that they recognize that it is something that um, it really it, it impacts everyone in the work environment from a, a beneficial standpoint, um, that by creating an inclusive workplace, it, it strengthens America's businesses, and it is something that benefits everyone. So we're still trying to kind of get employers and, uh, and others. I mean, I, you know, we speak of employers, but really it's something that impacts everyone, um, which is one of the, the issues of this campaign is that we've, we've targeted multiple audiences because disability and employment affect everyone. Um, you know, with regard to technology, and again, it comes back around to everyone. You know, we see that the changes in assistive technology and in um, recognize that, you know, businesses are, are making changes out there so that they can um, bring more people on for using their products and that sort of thing. But, um, but it hasn't hit employment enough yet. How about you, Andy? Well, you know, I mean, I, I guess from my perspective, part of the reason why uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking particularly of the ICANN PSA, why that message is powerful is I still think there are a lot of Americans who have a very narrow concept of disability. So when you have a campaign that figures that features seven people with very different types of disabilities, a number of them have non-apparent or non-visible disabilities, I think it just helps to reinforce the notion that disability is a very broad category and it's not always something that you can see and as an employer, you probably have people who are already working for you who have disabilities that may not be comfortable being out with them. So yeah. I think part of what we're doing is we're, we're helping people understand that this is a broad category and that they probably already have experience with people in this category. They're just not necessarily aware of it. 
Oh, how true that is. How many times when I meet a company and they say to me, well, you know what, Joyce, I mean, you know, we've never done this before. We're not used to this, you know, and I'll say used to what? Hiring people with disabilities. And I say, really? Well, guess what? They're working here right now. Mm -hmm. It's just you don't know it. But they have epilepsy. They have bipolar disorder. They have MS. They have diabetes. They have various disabilities. It's just they haven't told you yet. But guess what? We're there. So that's, that is a very good point. And with that, we're going to go to break. If you just tuned in, we're talking to Andy Imperato and Tracy Saab about the campaign for disability employment. We'll be right back. This is Joyce Bender at voiceamerica.com, where disability and employment does matter every day. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We'll be right back. News. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Women in business today face many challenges in advancing their careers and reaching their goals. There are corporate executives, entrepreneurs, and business owners that have made their mark in business. Now you can learn their secrets and tips. Listen to Women Mean Business as your host, Bonnie Marcus, explores how to thrive in the business environment, navigate the workplace, and climb the corporate ladder. Listen live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and effectively promote yourself today. Are you a wow, a wise, outrageous woman of a certain age who wants thrilling work, vibrant health, joyful relationships, financial freedom, and the new F word, fun, in the next stage of life? Join host Lynn Schreiber in the Wow Zone each week where you'll meet amazing women who are creating lives filled with passion, purpose, and pizzazz. In the Wow Zone, broadcast live every Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Anything is possible. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. And we are today talking to Andy Imperato from AAPD and Tracy Saab from Jan, who's the project manager for the Campaign for Disability Employment. Uh, AAPD and Jan are working together but have, as Tracy has noted, how many other partners? There are seven partners in the campaign. Seven partners in the campaign. Well, I have to do a momentary ad. You know, I always have my ad for epilepsy, 
because I'm the chair and I'm living with epilepsy. But I also have to mention how honored I am to be on the board of the American Association for People with Disabilities. And so, Andy, I'm really proud that you're involved with anything that has to do with employment. Well, thank you, Joyce. We're honored to have you as our board secretary. And this campaign is delivering a message that you deliver every day in the work that you do. So um, it was not a hard decision for AAPD to get involved in this campaign. And if you're not a member, you should be aapd.com. That's aapd.com. And no, I'm not paid by Andy. I just love the American Association of People with Disabilities. And as I've told everyone from Jan, I just want you to know, I have used your statistics on accommodations forever since I started the company. Always been a big fan of the Job Accommodation Network uh, and all the work you've done. Well, Tracy, I want to ask you a question here. Now, we have had on our show more than one time my friend and the friend of all of us and people with disabilities, the Assistant Secretary of the Office of Disability Employment Policy, Ms. Kathy Martinez. And when she was on the show, she did talk about how important employment is to her and how she wants to see a change in America. And I know this campaign is funded by the Office of Disability Employment Policy. So how do you think this is going to help employers who, who have not wanted to do anything? Right. We're, we're hoping by using the campaign and the tools and the organizations involved that we can help employers to recognize that um, hiring with people with disabilities, it, it makes good business sense, but that it also is something that can benefit a business and, and the economy overall. Um, the PSA that we've been talking about, the ICANN PSA, um, it demonstrates that people with disabilities are working, that they are making a difference, and that they're working at very high levels, too. I mean, if, if you consider the PSA and the, the seven people that are featured, these are people with disabilities throughout the D.C. area, for example, who are working in a variety of, of jobs. Um, Bob Borston, for example, with Google. Um, so, you know, I think maybe sometimes that people um, put, our employers maybe put people with disabilities in a, a, a certain box in terms of what types of work or types of jobs they think they're able to do. And, and we're trying to sort of break that, that stereotype. Um, I think, too, that, you know, we're hoping that through the campaign and through the, the various organizations that are involved that we'll be able to reach out all over the country to employers of all kinds and provide them with useful tools and resources that are going to enable them to hire and um, also to, to further the employment opportunities that may be available for people with disabilities. Uh, so, for example, the, the accessing resources on the campaign website available through all the campaign partners that I mentioned earlier. And then um, these resources are also they're available for anyone, not employers, people with disabilities, young people, people seeking employment. Uh, and resources, for example, through the AAPD. Um, they may be uh, practical accommodation solutions. Um, right. So we're looking, employers looking at, at disability and employment differently by obtaining resources and getting the right information um, to help them diversify their workforce. Very good. Well, you know, we need all the help we can get, and we need everyone's support. Right now, I have to take a moment because we have Dr. Pinto on the line. Doctor, are you there? Can you hear me? 
Yes, I can. Excellent. Thank you. Dr. Pinto, you're from Arizona. Phoenix, that's correct. Okay. You know what I have to tell you before you make any comments at all? You are so lucky because you have a new NFL star, (laughs) Alan Fanica. (laughs) Alan, my friend, Alan Fanica, who, for those of you who do not know, Alan is a man living with epilepsy, as is his daughter, and has really made a great commitment to the disability community. So, hey, I've always loved that bird, the Cardinals. Well, thank you. Uh, by the way, he did not make that catch on the, uh, uh, at, the, at the end zone at the uh, Super Bowl, but that's another matter. Yeah, I, <laughs> that's right. All right, hey, go ahead, sir. Go ahead. Yes. A couple of things. First of all, I'm the proud father. I, I'm lucky not only because I live in Arizona, but I'm lucky to have a 16-year-old son dealing with the challenges of autism and other cognitive disabilities. And prior to going back to school at the age of 40 to become a physician, uh, I spent the first 20 years of my industrial career as a headhunter. And the bottom line is as long as the disability community or support community comes from a position of weakness in dealing with corporate America, they will never break the, uh, the barrier. What I mean by that is simple. In the process of working for, with my son, I had the occasion to come across organizations like JOB. JOB was started in 1946, the year I was born, by some heavy hitters, Eleanor Roosevelt, uh, uh, Lehman, Lehman uh, uh, Bernard Baruch, and JOB stands for Just One Break. Uh, in a, a report uh, issued, I think, somewhere around 2000 by the National Council on Disability, it said that, uh, for all intents and purposes, the disability community and the corporate community were two ships passing in the night. And they will continue to pass in the night as long as uh, uh, the, the mechanism that's been around since uh, uh, Carter had little liver pills will continue to act from a position of weakness. Once uh, headhunters and corporate uh, uh, types start to uh, uh, present people for their abilities as, uh, as it uh, should be, as opposed to giving a disabled individual a break, um, I think that's the crux of the problem. Corporate America works on a for-profit business. The nonprofit support arena has never come from a position of power. And that's what I think they need to do if they're interested in making a change. Well, you know, Doctor, before Andy or Tracy makes a comment, just so you know, like I am singing your praises because that's everything I do and everything I believe in. I agree with you 100%. That's why I I say no pity. Pity's like racism. It just leads to no employment. Uh, how about you, Andy? What do you have to say? Well, I, I understand the the perspective. I guess from my perspective, the the employer community is paying a lot more attention to disability issues as part of their diversity strategy than they were 20 years ago. Um, but I don't see companies having metrics around reaching this community as a market around understanding, you know, when they're designing products and services, 
are they designing them in a way that's going to work for you know all the diversity that's in the consumer base? So I agree that we have not made as strong a business case as we can in terms of coming from a position of power. You know, from my perspective, our greatest power is the size of our market. And, you know, I think one of our challenges as a community is we're not very well aggregated as a market. We don't have magazines or, you know, media outlets that reach, you know, a big percentage of the market. So that's one of our challenges as we celebrate the 20th anniversary. How can we come together more strongly as a market and exert our power, not just economically, but also as a voting bloc? How do we exert our power politically? Before you drop me, before you drop me, let me give you a statistic, and of course, you know it. In my particular, my son's particular case, there is a, a person with a disability. He has a mother and a father. If, according to the ADA, 54 million Americans are categorized as disabled, uh, call it whatever you will, uh, you take that number, 54 million, multiply it times three. The person with a disability the mother and father, not even talking about siblings, that's 150 million Americans. Sounds like a pretty good block to me. Yeah, that's too bad they're not all out there working together, speaking up like you, because if they were all speaking up like you, we'd be a lot further along. And and, uh, what I'd like you to do, Dr. Pinto, is I really would like to talk to you further about this um, and you, you can you can you can contact me at jbender at benderconsult.com. Jbender at benderconsult. Um, I really would like to talk to you about that because another thing I do nationally is bullying. So you make sure you get in touch with me, and I I just want to thank you for calling in. Joyce, I want to thank you. I also want you to know that I left a message for you on February twenty second. Never did hear from you, but I will call you again. Okay, well, you call me again, and I'll get back to you. Have a good day, folks. All right. And, folks, this is what I want to tell you. If you ever try to reach me, I have some advice that I give to the business community. Don't call me or send me an email and then say, I didn't hear back. You call back. That's what you do in the business world. If I call a customer and I don't hear back, I keep calling them till I get them. Because if I waited for customers to call me back, I'd be bankrupt by now. <clears throat> you got to reach out, especially with that computer. I get hundreds of uh, calls, but you know what? I want to get back to every person that calls me. Uh, but I, I really think that was a good call because I agree with his point, the point about, um, you know, that we have to change the paradigm of how the disability community is viewed. Uh, but, you know, it's, that's what we're trying to do with your ad. Don't you think, Tracy? I mean, yeah, with absolutely. your commercial, I'm sorry. Oh. Yes? I'm sorry, yes, um, absolutely, I do agree. Um, that, okay. That's what we're focused on is sort of that can, that can do and, and what people can do in the work environment and, and um, providing them with just sort of a different idea of, of thinking of that. Um, breaking well, out since of- you're getting so many people getting in touch with me here, um, we're not going to take the next break. We're going to just keep talking uh, because we don't have a long way to go here. But I would like you to tell me, Andy, what you think we can do 
from a grassroots effort to help both you and Tracy with this project? Well, I think the key thing, Joyce, from a grassroots standpoint, is all of us leverage the fact that July 26th is the 20th anniversary of the signing of the Americans with Disabilities Act. We need to be doing events all over the country celebrating that anniversary. We need to be writing op-eds and letters to the editor reminding our local communities about the importance of this anniversary, the impact that the ADA has had on the built environment, on our ability to communicate with each other, on, on so many aspects of American life. And to me, this campaign can be part of the message in terms of, okay, so we're celebrating this anniversary. We're not there yet. The, the ADA laid out a vision for our country, equality of opportunity, full participation, independent living, economic self-sufficiency, and yet two-thirds of people with significant disabilities are not working. People with disabilities have twice the poverty rate. So this, this campaign, to me, is part of the message of we all have a role to continue down this path that Congress started when they passed the ADA. And employment is a big piece of that. If we can't move the needle on employment as we go into the third decade of the ADA, that's a failure of leadership all over the country, including at the local level. And to me, everybody has a role in changing that picture. I agree, Andy. And, and really to, to help with that and to, to push people's effort forward, the campaign website, the whatcanyoudocampaign.org website, offers out an outreach toolkit that can help people to um, you know, schedule an event around the, the What Can You Do theme as we go into the anniversary of the ADA or to use drop-in articles that might be helpful to people. So we make it easy to get the information out there. And I believe in that so much that I want to tell you, not only will we be doing that, uh, Tracy, but this year um, I made a commitment that throughout the year we would have events throughout the year celebrating the 20th anniversary of the ADA. And we have already had, you know, an event with uh, the uh, National Technical Institute for the Deaf where we brought them here and had a breakfast and talked about employing people who are deaf and we also had a breakfast meeting with uh, Bayer Corporation, uh, who is doing a phenomenal partnership with us where we're challenging the community to hire one person with a disability. But we are going to continue having events throughout the year because I think it is so important to keep bringing this to everyone's attention. Um, and just from us talking about it so much, um, one of our news stations here last week did a story on me, but not just me. They're also doing a story on Joan Stein and on some of the people that have been employed in Pittsburgh with disabilities. They're doing like a big segment on people with disabilities because of the 20th anniversary. So you know, speak up. It does have an Im it does it does have an impact if you do speak up. And I would encourage everyone to continue doing that. So Andy, what do we do after this year's over? And all the media well, barrage is gone about the 20th anniversary. Well, Joyce, I think one of the exciting things that happened this year is Senator Harkin became the chair of the Senate Committee on Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions. As you know, Joyce, Senator Harkin was the lead Democratic senator working with Senator Kennedy when the ADA was originally written. His oldest brother, Frank Harkin, was deaf. He's been committed to these issues his whole life. And he's in a position now in the Senate to really focus attention on the employment issue. So he's planning a two-day summit 
in September that will focus on increasing employment outcomes, competitive employment for people with disabilities. And as long as he's in the leadership role that he's in, we're going to see a lot of attention on that issue, not just this year, but moving forward from this year. Oh, and I do believe that with him. And and listen, with all of you, you have to keep talking about it. You have to keep bringing this up again and again. And Andy is going to be in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania this year, I, speaking at the Thornburg Lecture Series. Isn't that right? Yes, I'm really excited. This is something that uh, Dick and Jenny Thornburg created when they were honored with the Betts Award, which is a $50,000 cash award that AAPD has been involved in administering. And um, it's a lecture that happens every year, and I'm delighted to have been asked to deliver the lecture this year. Well, and we are delighted to have you speaking in Pittsburgh. Let me tell you that. And uh, with the Job Accommodation Network, I just want to say that I have encouraged employers and people with disabilities to get in touch with Jan on any questions about accommodations. But not only that, even when people have asked me, you know, questions, legal questions, different issues, I've referred everyone to Jan, and Jan has always been so wonderful helping us out on every single issue. So, Tracy, I appreciate everything that you are also doing as you're working together on this employment initiative with AAPD. Thanks, Joyce. We've uh, we've been a trusted resource for, for more than 25 years, and I know we've done a lot of work with you as well. Um, we've recently launched a new website, askjan.org, that provides timely and comprehensive information uh, that facilitates successful employment outcomes. So uh, we encourage everyone to jump online and take a look around there. It makes it easy for people to access Jan. Um, our phone information, email, chat, and our many social networks are listed on the homepage there. So um, askjan.org. Askjan.org. Well, you know, I'm telling you, I use you and I use statistics from Jan all the time. Um, maybe you could just talk about that one minute. Many people, even to this day when I go to companies, you know, they'll start by saying, oh, but Joyce, if we do this, we're going to be spending thousands and thousands on accommodations. Could you talk about that for just a minute? Sure. We know that, that really um, through our research, and we've been doing a survey of employers concerning the cost of accommodations for several years now, um, there is a report on our website called Workplace Accommodations, Low Cost, High Impact. And this data, it's updated on an annual basis. And as of September 2009, uh, employers are telling us that it's not expensive. And in fact, 56 percent of the time, there's no cost at all for providing an accommodation. And when there is a cost, the cost is typically about $600. So I encourage your listeners to log on to askjan.org to read the low-cost, high-impact report and to contact Jan for more information. Well, and Joyce, if I can chime in, one of the interesting presentations that I heard in the last year was from Peter Blank at the Burton Blatt Institute, who was doing a research project uh, that was funded by the Office of Disability Employment Policy, the same people that are funding this campaign, where he pointed out, based on their recent data um, looking at what was happening in the private sector, they found that there were more people without disabilities getting accommodations than there were workers with disabilities. <laughs> so I just found that fascinating. I mean, we have this concept of reasonable accommodation, and we think of it as a disability concept, but the reality is that there are lots of workers that need things to be done differently for them at work, and employers have gotten used to doing that, whether you have a disability or not. Right. 
Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. But it is. When you think of many things, whether it's, you know, I always say, wow, look what, you know, captioning did for the sports industry. Yeah. Is there not a bar in America that you could walk into a restaurant bar that is not using captioning, you know, as their way of drawing people in? You know, of course you can't hear, so you have the captioning on while they have a sporting event on or crossing the street, you know, with with mothers or people looking for the curb. Because, I mean, you could go on and on. There are so many things. That's why what I say about that is when companies talk about accommodations, sometimes they'll even say to me, we're ready. We have it all. Look at our ramps. We got the ramps. We've got the, uh, you know, captioning, the video phones, the whatever it is we need. We have everything. We have Braille on the elevators, and they do. They have everything except one thing, people with disabilities working at the company. So you know that's not going to be your problem. It's that attitudinal barrier that has to change, and that's why this is so important, what AAPD is doing with Jan. And I wanted to ask both of you this question. In reference to this campaign, Tracy and Andy, what are you proudest of? Well, personally, I'm proud of of having had the opportunity to bring these diverse group of leaders together to talk about these issues and then to develop what I would consider to be a universal, positive, a thought-provoking campaign that really offers tools that are relevant and they're usable by anyone, whether they be organizations, employers, individuals. It's not just a bunch of fluff. Um, The campaign is really, it's about real issues, it's about real people, uh, practical and free resources, and it's about fostering positive change. How about you? And I would I would just add, Joyce, that I'm proud of the fact that the campaign is focused on a broad audience and it's not limited to employers. Right. Even though we're talking about the topic of employment, I believe strongly, and Joyce, I know you agree with this, that people with disabilities and parents of children and youth and young adults with disabilities also need to hear that message that employment is good for people with disabilities and that there are things that we can do at work that are going to make our lives better and enable us to contribute more to the economy. So I'm glad that it's not a campaign that's just focused on one audience, but that it has messages for multiple audiences. And Andy, if you had a message today that you would like to leave with our listeners, what would it be? Uh, That America works better when everyone works. And to me, this campaign is about what can everybody do to make it possible for everybody to work. And how about you, Tracy? I agree entirely with Andy. I think that we need to elevate our thinking on disability employment. We need to step outside of our comfort zones and remember that we can all be ambassadors of the ICANN message. And also that everyone should visit the whatcanyoudocampaign.org website. <laughs> whatcanyoudo.org. Listen to me. Remember what I always tell people when I speak. You are, if not a person with a disability, I call you the temporarily able-bodied. You can join my group at any time. Mm-hmm. Don't wait till then. Don't be like me. There had to be a wake-up call until I realized justice for all, as it says at AAPD, justice for all is everyone. That includes everyone. And without employment, you will never, ever, ever be free in this country. So I want to thank both of you, Andy and Tracy. Thank you both for being on the show today. Thanks for this opportunity, Joyce. And I'd like to end with a quote since ODEP funded this by the Assistant Secretary Kathy Martinez, 
who says disability is a part of the natural diversity of human life. It touches all of us, whether through our own individual experience or that of a family member, neighbor, friend, or colleague. We all have a role. And advancing equality for people with disabilities in all sectors includes the workplace, says Assistant Secretary Kathy Martinez. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters every day. See you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader in Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 